Hello guys, um, this is Nemeka, your host on the Fresh Start Podcast. Today, I, uh, I'll be talking about the business lessons that is relevant even in today's time for our daily life and success as entrepreneurs and as business leaders. I'll be drawing today's lessons from the lesson to be taken from Joseph. Joseph, the dreamer. We're conversant with the story, but I want to bring a new light to it. To unpack the story in such a form that you're able to draw lessons from it. Now, I'll be taking you back through the journey of Joseph before he became somewhat king. But he ended up as a prime minister of Egypt at the time. And that was something interesting. And I want to draw this lesson from it. Joseph was the last son in a family of almost 12 boys. Alright? He was the last of a family of 12 boys. In fact, when you look at the original Israel story, it was from that house that almost like the 12 tribes of Israel were formed. In that house, you had Judah, you had Reuben, you had Simon, you had, there were so many of them, men of valor, that when you get on into the books of Leviticus, of Exodus, all the way, all the way down, you're going to be hearing their names being mentioned. And at some point, you also hear, you also read up at some point where it was said that, let us make a foot, let us make a mark here using the 12 stones, using 12 stones representing the 12 tribes of Israel. Okay, now, Joseph was the man who dreams. He enjoyed dreaming. Because dreaming came natural to him. Dreaming came natural to him. He was the man who enjoyed dreaming. It came natural. Now, one of the things that stood out for Joseph was that each of his dreams came true. Each of the dreams he has comes true. In this age and time, there are human beings in this world today who dream. And when they dream, their dreams manifest. You must have heard your girlfriends or your female friends tell you that when you, that oh my dreams when I each time I dream it comes to pass. Now, I'm not saying you should be scared of such people, but you need to watch it. Each of those human beings that you've met that said, "Look, I had so and so nightmare, and I've taken record, I've kept record of it that each of the time I dreamt something, it came to pass." You need to watch that person. Be careful with the things I tell you about yourself, about the future, about the activities that will happen. If you neglect what they tell you, you have a problem. Now, the issue with Joseph and his brothers was the fact that he met the father. He met the father Jacob and said, Dad, I had this dream and the moon and the stars were bowing to me. And even you and my brothers also bowing to me. And the father said, you say what? What did you say? And he says, I dreamt that the moon and the stars were bowing to me. And even you and my brothers also bowing to me. And that says, okay, okay. Hold on now, hold on now. Oh, I, I, I see where you're going to. Okay, now. If the moon and the stars were bowing to you, and me, your father, is also bowing to you. <laughs> okay, fine. Just hold on. Hold on. So the father didn't react like a typical African man will do. Get canes and flog the living daylight out of your system because what? <laughs> you're, singing, you're singing nonsense. You're, you're beginning to talk around nonsense to his ears because he's not. what you're saying is not making sense to him. But... What the man did was simply to just receive that information and hold it. The Bible didn't record anywhere where he spanked Joseph for telling him that him, the father, 
his father was going to bow to him is a lesson for parenting. It's a lesson for parenting. But that's I'm not talking about parenting today. I'm talking about business. Now, Joseph went to his brothers and shared the same story. Told them, and the brothers became jealous of him. They became envious of him. That at one day, the father, in his innocence as a father, says, um, Joseph, come. Your brothers are in the field, and I think they must be hungry by now. You need to take food to them. And when you go there, give them this food, give them the water, and come back home to me. So Joseph packs food, takes a jar of water, and goes to the fields. He meets the brothers. He gives them this food. He gives them the water. And the brothers say, yeah, here you come. As well, and really I saw him coming. They, they, they conspired. They had a meeting. They said, oh, here he comes. And they arranged themselves. They collected it. And the next thing, they ganged up and wanted to kill him. Reuben said, no, don't kill him. Let us throw him inside the well. Inside that dry well there. Let's throw him in there. Reuben did not support his killing, even though he wasn't happy with what Joseph said they were going to be doing for him. They will be serving him. He wasn't happy with it, but he didn't have the heart to kill. So he took, he made sure that Joseph was kept in that dry well. At some point, some merchants who were on their way to Egypt came by and they sold Joseph to him. They sold Joseph to them. Now, one of the things that is clear is sometimes there's a popular saying in, 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 in my dialect, I am Igbo. It says that when you when people are pursuing you with the intent to kill you, they don't know when they chase you into your glory. Does that make sense to you? Like people are chasing you, they're after you because they want to destroy you. They want you dead. But in the course of them chasing you to kill you, they do not know when they chase you into the hands of who will bless you and lift you up. And that's the way God works. In the midst of chaos, God is right there doing his wonders, walking. In the midst of chaos, he is perfecting his plans. Now, Joseph is sold to these merchants who were on their way to Egypt. Those merchants in turn give Potiphar, give Joseph, takes Joseph and gives him to Potiphar. Now, watch it. Behind every shiny object, there is something that is not so clear about that shiny object. All that glitters, as the white man will always teach us, all that glitters is never gold. So, Joseph is given to Potiphar, and Potiphar makes him the man in charge of his household, entire household. Now, he has his temptations to face Potiphar's wife. As he is doing his job, Potiphar's wife, seeing how handsome he was, decides to lure him to bed. Listen to what Joseph said. Joseph said, Woe betide me that I sin against God and my master Potiphar. Why? Because he understood that the destiny that he's going to get, his future that he will secure, that glory that he needs to secure, if he isn't holy enough if he doesn't keep his hands clean from every form of insults and all of that he will miss that great opportunity that great future now in business one of the things that happens to us in business is sometimes we see shiny objects it could come in the form of a sweet 
deal that could fetch you $10 million, as the case may be. And you look at that sweet deal, and the, the price you have to pay is simply just change some things, falsify some documents. Now, out of the human frailty, which carries with it jealous, um, um, greed, greed and avarice, we tend to think that, oh, if I just switch up this thing small, if I just change that document, if I just alter that document, I will have $10 million. And that will change my life. And you know what? The devil is such an interesting figure. He comes in instantly to come and paint the picture of how interesting it is to have $10 million in your bank account. You just, just switch this thing. You would find his way around convincing you to switch it up so that you have $10 million without bringing before you the types of crises you're going to undergo for doing that small thing, for committing that small mistake. There, Honestly, there are some mistakes that are expensive. There are mistakes that are expensive. My prayer today is that as we journey through the whole journey of life, of business, that we will shy away. People could say you are shy, but it's better to be shy from taking things that will destroy us in the long run than using because of this short-term gain and you destroy the entire process. Now, fast forward to when Joseph went to finally left Potiphar's house, having been accused of wanting to rape Potiphar's wife and thrown in prison. Now, the same skill set of dreams, the same skill set of dreams plays out again. Joseph in prison, he has the baker and the wine server, as the, as, it, as, as the case may be, who were once the, in, the, in the good books of Pharaoh before they made their mistakes and they were thrown in prison. They had dreams and Joseph was right there in the prison to interpret it for them. Now, what did Joseph do again? Joseph said, Oh, now that you are going to go back to the king, to Pharaoh, please do well to mention my name before the king. Joseph understood the value of relationships. He understood the value of relationships. Relationships are the oil upon which good money and everlasting legacy is made. If you want to build legacy, build relationships, quality relationships. Joseph understood that. As a result, when he interpreted the dreams of those two servants who were in the good books of Pharaoh before they were thrown into prison, he he has often interpreted their dreams. The next thing he did was to plead with them to say, Hey, please, when you get out of here, do well to mention my name before Pharaoh. Now, they had left. One of them died. Because his dream, as interpreted by Joseph, said he was going to die. The other person was going to be restored to his former glory. Now, not until... Not until... He, Joseph, while still in the prison, and the other man was restored back. Not until Pharaoh had a very disturbing dream, very disturbing dream about fat and thin cows, and the thin cows swallowing the fat cows. Not until he had that dream and None of the pharaoh's magicians could interpret it. Did that particular servant remember and say, Oh, oh my king, there was this man who interpreted my dream while I was in prison. In fact, it was an interpretation that even made me know that I was going to come back to serve you again. 
And Pharaoh said, go and get him. Go and get him. They went to prison. They released Joseph. They brought him for Pharaoh. And when he discussed with Pharaoh, Pharaoh told, he told, Pharaoh told him his dream. And he told Pharaoh, um, I am not the person who interprets this dream. So there is a God, the man who created the whole universe. He's the person who interprets it. I am just the person, the vessel upon which these dreams are being said. And, and Pharaoh said, go ahead, tell me about my dream. And he said it. He told him everything. He told him there will be famine, seven years of plenty and seven years of scarcity. Now, during the seven years of plenty, you must save up. For the seven years of scarcity will be worse. By the time he was done, Pharaoh said, you know what? You will become the man who will handle the stains. And that was how Joseph became somewhat like the prime minister of Egypt. And the next thing that happened was him being an Israelite, but he didn't have a wife. So the Egyptians gave him somebody to marry. Okay, now the lessons to be drawn from Joseph's life are close to like four to five of them one of them is there is need for you for us as business people as entrepreneurs to build relationships i hear that in america there are there is a group that for you to get into that group you pay in i think 100k in dollars in that group and in that, that group you learn how monies how businesses are funded if you if you if you don't have money if your business is going down just a little phone call from the, the convener of the group or the person who is in charge of the group is an inner circle and you get fixed up you get money to run your business and save your business all right now one of the things that you will learn from Joseph is relationships, the value in quality relationships. I didn't just say relationships. I said quality relationships because I use quality because we all have relationships with so many people, but how many of the relationships that we have are quality, are top-notch relationships? How many of them? So relationships is key as an entrepreneur, as a business person. Relationships is key. The next one is being consistent. If you're saying yes to something, mean the yes. Stay consistent with your values, with your attitude, with your behavior around things. We've all got issues, but let your issues not come into your business. Keep your business out of your life drama. It will do you a lot of good. Ensure that you keep your business away from your life drama. Let your life drama not affect your business. That's two. The next one is that when you have a vision, understand this. When you have a vision, there will always be vision or dream killers. They will always be there. This is the world. This is not heaven. This is it. You will always have dream killers. You will always have vision killers. Your job as the person who is carrying that vision is to keep the vision alive. So how do you keep the vision alive? It's by doing what visionaries do. Staying true to yourself. You know the vision you saw. It's only you that can explain it. You know the vision you saw about your tomorrow, about your business. So you must stay consistent. You must stay focused. Focus is the key. When you look at Joseph's life, he was focused. When he went into Potiphar's house and Potiphar's wife offered him sex, if he wasn't focused, if he didn't know the prize that he was pursuing, he would have taken that. He would have taken the sex and that would mean that he will no longer move on 
to the other side, which is the glory that was prepared for him. Now, it's important that we remember where we are going to because the man who doesn't know where he's going to will eventually forget where he had set out to go to in the first place. When you do not know where you're going to, even the place you intend to go to, you will forget about it. Now, another thing is that as we journey through life, there is need for us to understand whose we are and why we are here. I understand two things that it's difficult to really discern purpose, but I will say in my assessment of what purpose is, purpose is simply the thing that you do with the least amount of effort. If you cook with the if if cooking comes natural to you, like you cook with the least amount of effort, cooking is your purpose. You just have to find a small place and set up your cooking shop and cook whatever that comes to mind and serve people. If you want to make money, the best way to make money is to provide value. Give value to people. Give people value. That's the best way to make money. That's the best way to make money. That is the best way. You want to make money? Provide value. Joseph understood this, and that was why. During the seven years of famine, during the seven years of plenty first, he was storing up. He made sure that Egyptians farmed did their production of maize, rice, and all of the various food crops more than they needed. That's where you have excess of food to store. Now, during the years of famine, he began to sell and he was making money. Now, his brothers who had sold him came to him and bowed before him. His father also came to him and bowed before him. His prophecy, his dreams were fulfilled. Like I said in the, at the beginning, if you're somebody who dreams and your dreams come true, um, you need to watch it because those dreams that you're dreaming, you need to be careful who you share it with. You need to be careful how you talk about the dreams. Because your dream at the in and to, to the ears of the wrong person is as good as a death sentence. Check out Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey said something. He said that I back back in the day in school, he, the teacher asked him, I said, Come, what do you want to be in future? And he says, I want to be a TV present i want to be in, i want to be on tv i want to be a celebrity on tv i want to i want to be on tv i just want to be on tv and the teacher says you that cannot even speak you're a person who wants to be on tv you don't have a career in tv find somebody some find something else if steve harvey did not know himself enough to believe in what he had dreamed of because one thing is to dream and that thing is to believe in what you've dreamt. Because he knew and understood clearly what he saw of himself. So when the teacher said that, he felt bad, but it did not stop him from, keep, from keeping up with his dream. And the last time I checked, Steve said something. He said that now, every year, he buys TV and gives to this teacher. Why? Because he wants that teacher to see him on TV and see that what he told her so many years ago that he was going to become, he is now it. And as a result, you need to be watching me every day on TV. 
fulfilling my dream, living my dream. That is it. So, uh, I hope I've been able to uh, inspire you to keep the light shining, irrespective of how many arrows people are going to shoot at you. You're in the world, so expect to have challenges. Alright, so um, have a good day. This is the beginning of a new week. For those of us Christians, we go to church on Sunday. Favorite person is a choice, but I bring with me goodies as usual to just spice up your day, to inspire you and push you onto the next big thing that is coming your way. So until I, until I come your way again, keep living, keep living and keep loving yourself. Bye-bye. Hello guys, um, this is Nemeka, your host on the Fresh Start Podcast. Today, I, I'll be talking about the business lessons that is relevant even in today's time for our daily life and success as entrepreneurs and as business leaders. I'll be drawing today's lessons from the lesson to be taken from Joseph. Joseph, the dreamer. We're conversant with the story, but I want to bring a new light to it to unpack the story in such a form that you're able to draw lessons from it now i'll be taking you back through the journey of joseph before he became somewhat king but he ended up as a prime minister of egypt at the time and that was something interesting and i want to draw this lesson from it joseph was the last son in a family of almost 12 boys all right he was the last of a family of 12 boys in fact when you look at the original israel story it was from that house that almost like the 12 tribes of israel were formed in that house you had judah you had reuben you had simon you had there were so many of them men of valor that when you get on into the books of leviticus of exodus all the way all the way down you're going to be hearing their names being mentioned and at some point you also hear you also read up at some point where it was said that let us make a foot let us make a mark here using the 12 stones using 12 stones representing the 12 tribes of israel okay now joseph was the man who dreams he enjoyed dreaming because dreaming came natural to him dreaming came natural to him he was the man who enjoyed dreaming it came natural now, one of the things that stood out for Joseph was that each of his dreams came true. Each of the dreams he has comes true. In this age and time, there are human beings in this world today who dream. And when they dream, their dreams manifest. You must have heard your girlfriends or your female friends tell you that, when you, that oh, my dreams, when I, each time I dream, it comes to pass. Now, I'm not saying you should be scared of such people, but you need to watch it. Each of those human beings that you've met that said, look, I had so and so nightmare. And I've taken record, I've kept record of it, that each of the time I dreamt something, it came to pass. You need to watch that person. Be careful with the things that tell you about yourself, about the future, about the activities that will happen. If you neglect what they tell you, you have a problem. Now, the issue with Joseph and his brothers was the fact that he met the father. He met the father, Jacob, and said, Dad, I had this dream, and the moon and the stars were bowing to me, and even you and my brothers also bowing to me. And the father said, You say what? What did you say? 
And he says, I dreamt that the moon and the stars were bowing to me. And even you and my brothers also bowing to me. And that says, okay, okay, hold on now, hold on now. Oh, I, I, I see where you're going to. Okay, now, if the moon and the stars were bowing to you, and me, your father, is also bowing to you. <laughs> okay, fine, just hold on, hold on. So the father didn't react like a typical African man will do, get canes and flog the living daylight out of your system because what? <laughs> you're singing you're singing nonsense. You're you're beginning to talk around nonsense to his ears because he's not what you're saying is not making sense to him. But what the man did was simply to just receive that information and hold it. The Bible didn't record anywhere where he spanked Joseph for telling him that him, the father, his father was going to bow to him. Is a lesson for parenting. Is a lesson for parenting. But that's I'm not talking about parenting today. I'm talking about business. Now, Joseph went to his brothers and shared the same story. Told them, and the brothers became jealous of him. They became envious of him. That at one day the father, in his innocence, as a father says, um, Joseph, come. Your brothers are in the field, and I think they must be hungry by now. You need to take food to them. And when you go there, give them this food, give them the water, and come back home to me. So Joseph packs food, takes a jar of water, and goes to the fields. He meets the brothers. He gives them this food. He gives them the water. And the brothers say, yeah, here he comes. I really saw him coming. They did. They, they conspired. They had the meeting. They said, "Oh, here he comes." And they arranged themselves. They collected it, and the next thing, they ganged up and wanted to kill him. Reuben said, "No, don't kill him. Let us throw him inside the well. Inside that dry well there. Let's throw him in there." Reuben did not support his killing, even though he wasn't happy with what joseph said they were going to be doing for him they will be serving him he wasn't happy with it but he didn't have the heart to kill so he took he made sure that joseph was kept in that dry well at some point some merchants who were on their way to egypt came by and they sold joseph to him they sold Joseph to them. Now, one of the things that is clear is sometimes there's a popular saying in, 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 in my dialect, I am Igbo. It says that when you when people are pursuing you with the intent to kill you, they don't know when they chase you into your glory. Does that make sense to you? Like, people are chasing you, they're after you, because they want to destroy you. They want you dead. But in the course of them chasing you to kill you, they do not know when they chase you into the hands of who will bless you and lift you up. And that's the way God works. In the midst of chaos, God is right there doing his wonders, walking. In the midst of chaos, he is perfecting his plans. Now, Joseph is sold to these merchants who were on their way to Egypt. Those merchants in turn give Potiphar, give takes Joseph and gives him to Potiphar. Now, watch it. Behind every shiny object, there is something that is not so clear about that shiny object. All that glitters, as the white man will always teach us, all that glitters is never gold. So, Joseph is given to Potiphar, and Potiphar makes him the man in charge of his household, entire household. Now, he has his temptations to face. Potiphar's wife. As he is doing his job, 
Potiphar's wife, seeing how handsome he was, decides to lure him to bed. Listen to what Joseph said. Joseph said, Woe betide me that I sin against God and my master Potiphar. Why? Because he understood that the destiny that he's going to get, his future that he will secure, that glory that he needs to secure, if he isn't holy enough, if he doesn't keep his hands clean from every form of insults and all of that, he will miss that great opportunity, that great future. Now, in business, one of the things that happens to us in business is sometimes we see shiny objects. It could come in the form of a sweet deal that could fetch you $10 million, as the case may be. And you look at that sweet deal, and the, the price you have to pay is simply just change some things, falsify some documents. Now, out of the human frailty, which carries with it greed, greed and avarice, we tend to think that, oh, if I just switch up these things more, if I just change that document, if I just alter that document, I will have $10 million. And that will change my life. And you know what? The devil is such an interesting figure. He comes in instantly to come and paint the picture of how interesting it is to have $10 million in your bank account. You just, just switch this thing. You would find his way around convincing you to switch it up so that you have $10 million. Without bringing before you the types of crises you're going to undergo for doing that small for committing that small mistake there honestly there are some mistakes that are expensive there are mistakes that are expensive my prayer today is that as we journey through the whole journey of life of business that we will shy away people who say you are shy but it's better to be shy from taking things that will destroy us in the long run than using because of this short-term gain and you destroy the entire process. Now, fast forward to when Joseph went to finally left Potiphar's house, having been accused of wanting to rape Potiphar's wife and thrown in prison. Now, the same skill set of dreams the same skill set of dreams plays out again joseph in prison he has the baker and the wine server as it as it is as the case may be who were once the in the in the good books of pharaoh before they made their mistakes and they were thrown in prison they had dreams and Joseph was right there in the prison to interpret it for them. Now, what did Joseph do again? Joseph said, Oh, now that you are going to go back to the king, to Pharaoh, please do well to mention my name before the king. Joseph understood the value of relationships. He understood the value of relationships. Relationships are the oil upon which good money and everlasting legacy is made. If you want to build legacy, build relationships, quality relationships. Joseph understood that. As a result, when he interpreted the dreams of those two servants who were in the good books of Pharaoh before they were thrown into prison, he he has often interpreted their dreams. The next thing he did was to plead with them to say, Hey, please, when you get out of here, do well to mention my name before Pharaoh. Now, they had left. One of them died. Because his dream, as interpreted by Joseph, said he was going to die. 
the other person was going to be restored to his former glory. Now, not until, not until he, Joseph, while still in the prison, and the other man was restored back. Not until Pharaoh had a very disturbing dream, very disturbing dream about fat and thin cows and the thin cows swallowing the fat cows. Not until I had that dream and none of the Pharaoh's magicians could interpret it, did that particular servant remember and say, oh, oh my king, there was this man who interpreted my dream while I was in prison. In fact, it was an interpretation that even made me know that I was going to come back to serve you again. And Pharaoh said, go and get him. Go and get him. They went to prison. They released Joseph. They brought him for Pharaoh. And when he discussed with Pharaoh, Pharaoh told, he told, Pharaoh told him his dream. And he told Pharaoh, um, I am not the person who interprets his dream. So there is a God, the man who created the whole universe. He's the person who interprets it. I am just the person, the vessel upon which these dreams are being said. And, and Pharaoh said, go ahead, tell me about my dream. And he said it. He told him everything. He told him there will be famine, seven years of plenty and seven years of scarcity. Now, during the seven years of plenty, you must save up. For the seven years of scarcity will be worse. By the time he was done, Pharaoh said, you know what? You will become the man who will handle the stains. And that was how Joseph became somewhat like the prime minister of Egypt. And the next thing that happened was him being an Israelite, but he didn't have a wife. So the Egyptians gave him somebody to marry. Okay. Now, the lessons to be drawn from Joseph's life uh close to like four to five of them one of them is there is need for you for us as business people as entrepreneurs to build relationships i hear that in america there are there is a group that for you to get into that group you pay in i think 100k in dollars in that group and in that, that group you learn how monies, how businesses are funded. If you if you if you don't have money, if your business is going down, just a little phone call from the, the convener of the group or the person who is in charge of the group is an inner circle, and you get fixed up. You get money to run your business and save your business. All right. Now, one of the things that you will learn from Joseph is relationships, the value in quality relationships. I didn't just say relationships. I said quality relationships because I use quality because we all have relationships with so many people, but how many of the relationships that we have are quality, are top-notch relationships? How many of them? So relationships is key as an entrepreneur, as a business person, relationships is key. The next one is being consistent. If you're saying yes to something, mean the yes. Stay consistent with your values, with your attitude, with your behavior around things. We've all got issues, but let your issues not come into your business. Keep your business out of your life drama. It will do you a lot of good. Ensure that you keep your business away from your life drama. Let your life drama not affect your business. That's two. The next one is that when you have a vision, understand this. When you have a vision, there will always be vision or dream killers. They will always be there. 
this is the world, this is not heaven, this is earth. You'll always have dream killers. You'll always have vision killers. Your job as the person who is carrying that vision is to keep the vision alive. So how do you keep the vision alive? It's by doing what visionaries do. Staying true to yourself. You know the vision you saw. It's only you that can explain it. You know the vision you saw about your tomorrow, about your business. So you must stay consistent. You must stay focused. Focus is the key. When you look at Joseph's life, he was focused. When he went into Potiphar's house and Potiphar's wife offered him sex, if he wasn't focused, if he didn't know the prize that he was pursuing, he would have taken that. He would have taken the sex and that would mean that he will no longer move on to the other side, which is the glory that was prepared for him. Now, it's important that we remember where we are going to because the man who doesn't know where he's going to will eventually forget where he had set out to go to in the first place. When you do not know where you're going to, even the place you intend to go to, you will forget about it. Now, another thing is that as we journey through life, there is need for us to understand whose we are and why we are here. I understand two things that it's difficult to really discern purpose, but I will say in my assessment of what purpose is, purpose is simply the thing that you do with the least amount of effort. If you cook with the if if cooking comes natural to you, like you cook with the least amount of effort, cooking is your purpose. You just have to find a small place and set up your cooking shop and cook whatever that comes to mind and serve people. If you want to make money, the best way to make money is to provide value. Give value to people. Give people value. That's the best way to make money. That's the best way to make money. That is the best way. You want to make money? Provide value. Joseph understood this, and that was why. During the seven years of famine, during the seven years of plenty first, he was storing up. He made sure that Egyptians farmed, did their production of maize, rice, and all of the various food crops more than they needed. That's where you have excess of food to store. Now, during the years of famine, he began to sell and he was making money. Now, his brothers who had sold him came to him and bowed before him. His father also came to him and bowed before him. His prophecy, his dreams were fulfilled. Like I said in the, at the beginning, if you're somebody who dreams and your dreams come true, um, you need to watch it because those dreams that you're dreaming, you need to be careful who you share it with. You need to be careful how you talk about the dreams because your dream at the, in, at, to, to the ears of the wrong person is as good as a death sentence. Check out Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey said something. He said that I, back, back in the day in school, he, the teacher asked him, I said, come, what do you want to be in future? And he says, I want to be a TV presenter. I want to be, in, I want to be on TV. I want to be a celebrity on TV. I want to, I want to be on TV. I just want to be on TV. And the teacher says, you that cannot even speak, you are a person who 
wants to be on TV. You don't have a career in TV. Find somebody. Some find something else. If Steve Harvey did not know himself enough to believe in what he had dreamed of, because one thing is to dream, and that thing is to believe in what you've dreamt. Because he knew and understood clearly what he saw of himself. So when the teacher said that, he felt bad, but it did not stop him from keep from keeping up with his dream. And the last time I checked, Steve said something. He said that now, every year, he buys TV and gives to this teacher. Why? Because he wants that teacher to see him on TV and see that what he told her so many years ago that he was going to become, he is now it. And as a result, you need to be watching me every day on TV, fulfilling my dream, living my dream. That is it. So, uh, I hope I've been able to uh, inspire you to keep the light shining, irrespective of how many arrows people are going to shoot at you. You're in the world, so expect to have challenges. All right, so um, have a good day. This is the beginning of a new week. For those of us Christians, we go to church on Sunday. Favorite person is a choice, but I bring with me goodies as usual to just spice up your day, to inspire you and push you onto the next big thing that is coming your way. So until I, until I come your way again, Keep living, keep living, and keep loving yourself. Bye-bye.